Hi everyone, and welcome to another edition of Rock and Talk with Dak. Wait, what? There's no music. What the heck's going on? Well, I may just have an answer for you. Uh, I'll dive into it a little bit more on next Friday's episode, but in essence, I figured I'd start keeping these editions a little bit more laid back and really let my main Monday episodes have that higher production value that I've had going on there, and that's continuing to improve as well. Uh, but I just really want to keep keep those separate, you know, make these two types of episodes kind of different. Those are my more video essay type uh, podcast deals is where these are a lot more nuanced. So keeping that separate. Recently, I've been laying out the roadmap for uh, where I see this show going and how I'm going to continue to expand it. So be sure to tune in for that update on next Friday's episode. Like I mentioned at the end of Monday's episode, uh, today I want to talk about Coldplay's Everyday Life. Now, this is an album that, in all honesty, I really have been avoiding listening to. Um, at least from the critics, it was touted as this politically charged album. Now, for me, my initial thoughts on that was, well, that's not the Coldplay that I'm used to, and I'm not really a big fan of politics in my music, depending on, on the day. Um, so I, I thought about that, and I just avoided it. A couple songs that I did hear I enjoyed, but just everything that I read from there on out, it was just, ooh, political this and political that. So that really turned me off from listening to it for a while, even though it's Coldplay and they're a band that I just absolutely love. So I kind of had a tough time with that one. But then I got to thinking that, you know, politics is just kind of in Coldplay's blood, if you really think about it. Even going back to uh, their 2002 album, Rush Blood to the Head, their song on their, uh, I think it was the first track, Politic. It... At the time, in 2002, the world was getting, still dealing with, I suppose, um, the 9-11 terrorist attacks. You know, at that point, we weren't quite in a war yet, but obviously we were heading in that direction. Just a whole bunch of things going on in the world. I mean, we didn't have social media, there was no iPhone back then. You know, very different days. And now, here we are with more weird stuff going on in our world. And I think the song Politic, it was Chris just looking at the world and kind of wondering at the state of things. And here we are, you know, 2019, when this album came out, Chris did the same thing. And in that sense, this entire album is a bit of a spiritual successor to that one song. Um, they're at least spiritually connected in, in that, uh, with that mind frame. So kind of let that fall by the wayside. And I just like, you know what, I'm just going to listen to it. And it's not what I thought it would be. It's, yeah, it is very, it is very much politically, uh, has politically, no, I don't, charged isn't the right word, but it has political moments uh, lyrically and thematically. But I think that's just because it's a reflection of the times that we live in. We see, you know, we live in politically charged times. Whether we like it or not, that's just the times that we live in. And that's what this is. It's a reflection of our times. And I think Chris's writing, I really appreciate it. It doesn't feel like it's coming from this place of privilege. And I think that's what makes Coldplay so big, even though they're somehow one of the most hated acts at the same time. But he's, I mean, lyrically, he's really just leveling with people, just saying like, yeah, you know what, our world's kind of messed up. And 
we're all in it together kind of thing. So I definitely give credit where credit is due from, from that perspective. Um, but I, I enjoyed it even with the politics. It wasn't, it wasn't overdone. You have to be in the right, the right mindset to listen to this album. You can't go in wanting happy be all rainbows and butterflies kind of thing. Cause it's, it's not that album in any way, shape or form, but it's still worth the listen. Um, so like I said, it was released last November. It's, it's actually a double album. Uh, technically, so the first, the first uh, side is the sunrise, and the second side is sunset. Uh, then with the talk about the sound of the music real quick, it's definitely stripped back isn't the right word either, but it's definitely a lot more. It's not Coldplay's usual, you know, modern Coldplay is happy happy-go-had-it kind of album. Like, nothing like a head full of dreams in any way, shape, or form. Um, it, it's, it's experimental in nature, and it's, it's actually really fun. Lots of different influences on here. And one thing that I always will praise Coldplay for uh, is Guy Berryman, their bassist. Between the tuning of the bass on certain songs, the way he plays it, as simplistic as his playing style is, he, he's just able to make the bass work, no matter what. And it's fun, catchy, and groovy. And that continues on this album, too. I think I does a really lot of fun stuff with the bass. And actually, everyone gets a little moment to shine. Uh, with the bass in particular, um, songs that come to mind are Orphans and I think Arabesque are the two songs that I think of. Um, I think the, that was the first set of singles, too. Uh, but anyway, uh, just really fun album. I actually really enjoyed it despite the content of it. And again, you have to be in the right, the right mind to listen to it. But it's it's fun. It's different. And I don't know where I read this. I thought that Coldplay had plans to release a, I guess, more straightforward album this year. But I don't know with COVID going on if that's still a thing or if that. If I misread that from somewhere, uh, I mean, that's not totally unprecedented for them. They had done the same thing on the last two albums prior. Uh, 2014, they released Ghost Stories, which was the breakup album. Um, Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow had divorced or were breaking up during the writing of that album, I suppose. And then in 2015, they had A Head Full of Dreams, much more open and happy and still kind of a breakup album in, in some regards uh, but like two totally different you know polar opposites music wise and, and lyrically too and so that sounds like the same kind of thing they were going for with this one is releasing everyday life in 2019 then at the end of 2020s to have a bigger more ambitious album so we'll see what happens with that but uh i encourage you to go listen to everyday life um I definitely think it's just a reflection of our times and, you know, Chris's writing is just kind of sitting down going like, well, welcome to everyday life. This is, this is what we deal with right now. And I guess one last comment with that, even though this came out last year, it fits so well with the, <laughs> with the craziness right now with the pandemic going on. Cause it, it like, Chris was already saying like, oh, this is something, you know, the, the political times we live in, it's all just stuff that we 
live and deal with right now. And, you know, I guess adding COVID into the mix, it really doesn't change the thing. It's just like, eh, another day, another crappy thing to deal with. So with that regard, it fits perfect for e even what we have going on now. Um, so yeah, give it a listen and let me know what you all think about it. Um, but yeah, you have been warned. You have to be in the right mind to listen to this album. But again, the music is fun. So, alrighty, everyone. Uh, that is my take on Coldplay's Everyday Life. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, or Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please go ahead and leave a rating uh, or just spread the word. You know, that, that all helps. And as always, huge thanks to all your continued support. Have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday.